Bez Hashem continue in Mishnah Simon Amites, Siv Zayn Shem 123, where the Mechaber tells us in Hilchas Tfilin, Ein Loikhin Tfilin Umezuzus Usfarim Minakusim. Yoise Mechdei Dimehen Harbe, Kedeshloi Lahagel, Legonvon, Legozlon. So one should not pay for Tfilin Umezuzus or Sfarim from the Kusim more than, higher than the average price that they're worth. In order to not encourage them, or it's not really encouraging them, but uh, they're going to be stealing, and then if they know they're going to get a good price for it because they're offering it for a high high uh, price, so then they're going to continue to do this even more. Uh, it sounds like you know there was uh, Rami Rutenberg, the Rebbe of the Rush, was was put in jail in the last I think it was 10 or 15 years of his life. He actually died in jail, and he paskin that they were not allowed to ransom him out. And the concern was that they're going to go after more Abundim and and uh, they won't have money anymore. They're going to take away all their money. And they actually chased after the rush as well. He had to flee, he had to run out of town. So he went to Morocco. The rush. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, that's right. So, um, and then there's a whole story with the person who ransomed uh, Marami Rundberg after and buried his, 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 that's for another time, but, uh, okay, so the similar concept over here, it says the Mishra Sifkot and Yitzayin, if it's worth a little more, if they charge a little more than the actual value, if it's more, it's a half of a dinar more by tefillin, also a little more, uh, then also by a sevetayr, then you're obligated to buy from them, even though you find the Sefer Torah in the hands of a non-Jew, some say that you should put it in Geniza, which we discussed yesterday because of the Shiloh of where it came from. You are obligated to purchase it from them, in order, even if to pay a little more, in order to put it in Geniza into Seamus. Because you don't want the Oivdei Gelulim, the idol worshippers, to disgrace the Sefer Torah. Let's say the the Sefer Torah has an intrinsic psul. So you still have to acquire it from the non-Jews, from the Oivdei Gelulim, and also to put it in Geniza. I will be Kozvan Epikairis. Now, if an Epikairis, a heretic, which we discussed a little yesterday, if he writes it, the Tu'unin Sreifa, which we said the halacha is, it should be burnt, the Tu'unin Sreifa, then there's no obligation to spend money on purchasing from the Epikairis and then to, um, and then to burn it. So we said in the Mechaber that they don't want to purchase from them when they're charging too much. Basically, what the Mishra was telling us, you should handle with him. You should uh, bargain with him. You know, you have to make sure you're the right man for the job. It's not me. I am. I am. That's not. I'm not good at all of this type of things. But, but you, you, you have to get the right person there. I, I know a story where, 
where there was a sefer Someone was walking somewhere in, friend, in France, and he saw a sefer like lying on the ground. And uh, they put money together and they 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 bought it. It was just like just some goyim who had a sefer and they had like like they were selling selling like chazer also, you know, and they had like just like you know they didn't mean anything to them. And and uh, it turned out to be like 400 years old. Wow. Yeah, it was written on deer skin, wow. which is not the norm. You don't write, you know, we don't on the cow, from the cow. So you have to handle with him. But if the idol worshiper is going to be very strong in this position, then then you let him keep it. If he's if he's like similar to the, like the story with the Marami Rodenberg. So it's interesting because the Mishra is bringing down from the Gemara that in your handling back and forth with uh, with the Ivy Gelulim, don't go too cheap of a price. Because if you tell him something which is like something he never would have thought of, such a, a very cheap price, he'll think it's not even worth too much. And it's not worth too much. You just throw it around and deal with it in a treat a very cheap way. Sif Ches. Yes. What about Sifrei Torah that are owned by like um, like reform synagogues or reconstruction synagogues? So if if it falls into the category of of a min and apikiris, so then we'd have the same you know uh, same status. Of, uh, you're asking about redeeming it from them, or yeah, you're asking? Like I've never heard of anyone going out of their way to try. Yeah, to... so generally speaking, if they're the ones writing it, and if they if they have a lachis status of apikiris, mm-hmm. so then we're just saying that we don't have to. Yeah, mm-hmm. because technically speaking, it would it would have to be burnt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I don't even know what the story is like. Who writes them? I or don't, yeah, I, I don't know. I would imagine that it's pro- it's probably the same. It's like well, like, but you're saying probably, it's probably written by someone good. You say. Yeah. Uh-huh. I would I would assume. Yeah, I have no it's idea. Like yeah, right. Would devote that much time to it. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you, we could do a little research and find that out. But yeah, oh, but that's an interesting question. Yeah, you never hear like you know they they recaptured the safer tire that was you know across the street over there, right? It would be, it would be not good. Uh, <laughs> well, no, they they, they pay yeah. for it. Yeah, 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 no, I know. But like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. No, that's for sure. That's for sure. You generally speaking. So okay, so he says Sivches A Nikhin Ella Minhamumcha She Baki Bachaseros Vyaseros, you should only acquire a Sevatera from an expert who is familiar with the halachas of the letters of Chaseros and Yaseros of writing these halachas properly, writing the Sevatera with these halachas. Minamumcha Avaloy Mimisha Inamumcha, but don't buy from someone who's not an expert. Afa Pishalakeh Raitzilabadkan, even though the one who wants to purchase it is going to check it. Why, 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 why? So you figure, okay, if I check it, so then what's the problem? So he explains, So he's discussing over here the tefillin. He says there's a concern that maybe the person is going to be lazy when it comes to the actual checking of, of the tefillin. You have to take out the stitches, you have to take it out, and you have to stitch it up again, or push it. It's obvious. The Mishu Seifer Kavul the Rabbin who bechlal mumcha. Now, a person who is mamish uh, a Seifer, so he's called a is a Baki. He's an expert. 
Now, when it comes to mezuzah, or the parashiyas of the tefillin, can be acquired even by someone who's not an expert, just as long as we check it afterwards, that you know everything's okay. Now, the way we have things set up in our generation, you ask around, that's exactly why I asked my Rebbe, you know, you know, he told me where he got his tefillin from for his son, and that's what I did. So I got it from my son. You know, that's that's what I that, that you know you want to you want to make sure you're getting from a trustworthy place. And unfortunately, there are horror stories that uh, that do exist. Okay, Sif Tes. If you now if the person did not fulfill Sif and he acquired from someone who was not an expert. So you now have to check it. Let's see the Mishwar here. Oh, I'm sorry. So he's explaining, in other words, he's explaining if you purchase from someone who's not an expert because he did not fulfill Sivches, we said don't do this. Or there is no Mumcha around, there's no expert. You live in Timbuktu. Okay, Sifkan Chafalev Lebadkan. So now you have to go check it and make sure everything is written in Kahalacha. Now it's interesting. He says you don't have to be concerned that it wasn't the hides weren't um, weren't uh, made Lishma because that everyone's an expert with. I'll tell you what I was thinking about. If you have somebody who's checking it and he says everything looks great. He has no idea if the person wrote it out of order. Or or the other types of halachas that you can't see, that we learned about. That that you don't know. That you have to rely, so to say, on the fact that the person is a, is a Yorei Shemayim. That when he's selling it to you, he didn't write one letter out of order. One letter out of order makes it possible. Now he's not, he's not mentioning that because you can't see that. It's impossible to see that. Or the parshias were written out of order, or the placement, or there's so many psulim that you can't. Well, the placement you could find, you can figure that out. But um, um, there's so many psulim that you can't know unless it's done with the shas ma'isa. He says further, sif katin chaf beis. He says. Now, this person says he wrote them himself, or he took it, he purchased it from someone else. And we're saying, we're going to assume that the person who said he's the one who who wrote it, looks, will believe him. It's one style, as the preacher says. Siv Kadin Chav. Uh, so let's go back on side. Let's go back on top. Mechari says, second line down, Lokach mimeno meyo ketzitzois, baidek mihem shloisa ketzitzois. Shtaim shloish, a ketzitza is the box of the tefillin. Okay? So, Lokach mimeno meyo ketzitzois. You purchased a hundred tefillin. Baidek mihem shloisa ketzitzois. So now you check three of them. Shtaim shloish, two of the shloish, vaachas, Shalyad and one is Shalyad, or Shtayim Shalyad, Vachal Shalroish, or two is Shalyad, one is Shalroish. Imatsam Ksherim, if you find them to be kosher, 
Huchzog zeh ish, then you know there's a chazaka that that this person knows what he's doing. Vare kulam k'sherim. And the rest don't need to be checked. So basically, that's another way of saying what? It's chazaka. You go basar chazaka. You check three, two shall rosh, one shall yad, two shall yad, one shall rosh, and then you, the rest do not, don't, do not have to be checked. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'll tell you, you don't see what's going on in my head, as I'll share with you. The sugis we're learning now in Yavamas, I was talking about Raven Chazaka. So that's why I just found that interesting. Like, like this, this ties in here also. Okay. He says, for the Mutzon Ksherim, as we just said, Hukhzak Haish of Arei Kulam Ksherim, Vein Sefai. Vim Lachon Tsevasim Tsevasim. If you acquire bundles, bundles of them, Cheskosim Yanoshim Harbei Heim Lakuchim. Now, the understanding is that they acquired like, like this wholesale type of approach. The fichach baidik mikol tzeves shnayim from every pair you have to check from every bundle you have to check tzeves um, is the bundle two shel roish ve'echod shel yad or shnayim shel yad ve'echod shel roish and and the reason why we're more machmir with this is because you have it seems like you have a bunch of different, like let's say you ever go to these uh, places in the, for, to get Dalaminim, like by the Shuk, mm-hmm. you know, and like just like everything is everywhere, you know. So like the, the ability to say, oh, it's just from this person is is uh, is not as strong. So now you can't just check three from the hundred, but you have to check two and one from each bundle. Okay. Hamaychet filin v'amar she'hoyu shel adam gadol, nemon v'enam tzrichem v'dika. Okay, you hear this? Person sells tefillin, and he says that the tefillin were from Adam Godel, great person. He's neman, he's believed. And you don't have to check them. Says the Mishnah back in Sivkan Chav Beis. We said the rest of them do not require a bidika. That's the case where you have um, from like a hundred. Uh, this is actually the case where you have Yemetzong Sherim. Yeah. From the hundred, ve'ena shat sricha b'dika. V'hu sh'oimer. This is when the person. The case is the person says she'kosum ba'atzma. He wrote them himself. Or sh'oimer shalachem me'adam echad. We saw it earlier, but now we're seeing the mishpura, the mechaber first. V'talinon sh'oisi adam. We we can rely that that person kosum not called ba'atzma. He wrote them himself. Kaven shehem mitzavus echad because they're in one bundle together. Gadol. Now the person. Is believed that he says that they belong to Adam Gadol. Nira duhu adin im amar shalachan mimumcha. If they are acquired from a mumcha, they're acquired from an expert. Neeman is believed the aid echon neeman be isurin because the rule is that one aid is believed be isurin. Yes, sir. Kosa magin ram da alko panim inan she. We should recognize, we should know that person that he is Muchzok Bekashos. That if you saw that the person himself wore those tefillin, so we're not going to assume the person's wearing Pasal tefillin. Who, who would do that? He's wearing the fill himself. We can assume that that's a good haychacha, a proof that they're kosher tefillin. Vedin tzrichem medika, and you don't have to go checking the shechazok al chaver sheinu imaytzi mitachas yodai dover sheinu masukon. 
chazaka, that the person, this chaver, this uh, this yid, is not going to get involved and deal with a non-kosher pair of tefillin. Sif yud, last halacha here in similar mitas. Tefillin shuchzuku bikashos einam tzricha medikali oilam. Okay, so this is a very interesting halacha because we're generally not familiar with this. And in a few more days, it's Elul, you look in the Svarim, what's one of the first minhagim halachas brought down for the month of Elul to get your tefillin. So this is checked. Look at the Mechaber. What does the Shulchan Aruch say? He says, Tefillin, Shulchan Bekashos, Yad Tefillin, you know they're kosher. How do you know they're kosher? Either when, you, you, let's say you check them once, or you know when they're about to be put in, you know they were checked properly. That's it. And they have to be checked. However, tefillin that are only worn once in a while, we'll have to see what Shavuah means. It doesn't mean uh, twice a week, right? It means seven, seven years, right? Twice every seven years. Okay. Says the Mishnah Brura in Sif Katin Chavav that Mechavit told us that Tfilin that have a Chazaka, that they are kosher, you never have to check them. She calls man, She Chipuyon Shalem, that the Batim are intact. Harihain Bechez Kosen Minadin, you have a Chazaka, that they're fine. Vein Choshin Shema Nimchako Oyus Mitoichon Oynikva. We're not concerned. That a letter was was uh, ruined inside of it, or there was a hole. Obviously, if there's a race, obviously if there's a problem that I know I, someone told me he had a flood in his trunk, he had, like you know, uh, some somehow the water was seeping in. He had, he had a fill in his trunk, so obviously you had to get those checked. And if they weren't, weren't good, fine, they're not good. You put in shameless, you get them fixed. What do you can do? Um, just as an aside, it still is the summertime. It's it's not a good idea to ever leave tefillin in the trunk. If you're going traveling somewhere, you don't want to leave tefillin in the trunk. You don't want to leave tefillin also on the front dashboard. Um, that's, the sun is beating down on it. It's, uh, uh, it's different things I was told. Um, the, the cold weather, uh, you don't find to be... I mean, you have the mezuzah outside, right? Mm-hmm. Um, once we're discussing that as well, I, I just I just it was just in Flatbush, and I noticed I was talking to a friend of mine right by his front door, and he does not have an awning, and it's a clear mezuzah case. Uh, and yeah, I suggested to him he should get it, uh, take take a look at it, because if the sun's beating at it, it it could, you know, warp out the, you know, what's what's a better word, um, make the letters, you know, uh, evaporate. You can, you know, the the sun will just beat on it. Um, and as he's talking to me, he notices that double-sided tape was very loose. Mm. So there's uh, another benefit to that. Okay. Back inside. Now, even though we said you don't have to check it, says the Mishnah when we come back, nachal abadkan. So the Mechaber just said you don't have to check it. Mishnah just explained the Mechaber that you have a chazaka, you don't have to check it. Nonetheless, nachal abadkan. Who is this? If you look at the bottom, the Sharetzian, this is brought from the Magen Avram. So they get ruined because of the sweat. And some people are bigger Schwitzers than others. Or sometimes people put, they take a shower and in, in, in the morning and then they put in a tomb with wet hair. All of these different reasons as to why there is what we call a reyes, a, a problem as to maybe the tefillin might something might have happened to them. 
If the batim, the leather, tore uh, of the batim itself, or it was soaked in water, take it to check it right away. Oh, that's the word. Maybe erased. The word, the letters might have got erased. Or in the scalp, it got ruined. So whoever needs to check it, in other words, a case like this, Unfortunately, let's say they were in someone's trunk and uh, there was a there was a big rainfall like we just had a few minutes ago, and he didn't realize that uh, it wasn't sealed well. So you should not be making a bracha if you if no if you don't know the tefillin to wear. Don't don't make a bracha on those tefillin. So the shaykh ukme because in this case you can't see there's a chazaka, you can't see the status quo that they're kosher because something just happened to them. Because of chayadim duadin im munachim b'mokam lach. So too, the Chayadim says also, in a damp place, a moist, moist place, that could also affect it. Uh, we know that, that let's say, um, you get a book from your basement. You know, sometimes you, you, it has this moistness to it. And so that also could be a race uh, problem to the to the tefillin. Now, if a person wears a tefillin lefrakim once in a while, this would also obligate him to check the tefillin. The chayshin shem on this pasu, maybe they got moldy. Lakach yudekeim shnei pamim b'shmita. So here he says to check check them twice in in the during the shmita. As my neinu, I'm learning from the dirshu note here. As my neinu, she parshios had tefillin nichtavis behidur that they're written beautifully. They bring from Hashem Zalman Shein Noigi in the Bodkan Klal Lo Loisibem Yuchedes Vaderav Bederech Klal Mitzios Takolois Davka Laachas She Nispatchu VeTiknu Oison Mechodesh. In fact, Hashem Zalman says, unless there's a reason why you think there might be a problem, let's say it was he left it in the trunk, whatever it was over Shabbos and it's 150 degrees in the trunk, or it was in a moldy place. So, unless you have a reason why you want to check it, Rishon Zalman says that it's better not to. And many times, things happen in the negative sense, takolas happened, when they're opened up and checked. So, so uh, um, this that we checked, mezuzahs, is not, it's not the same type of concept, I'm saying. It's not a big deal to open the mezuzah, check the mezuzah, roll it back up. You're not really causing any damage, possibly. Sort of Shlomo Zalman basically says. <coughs> unless there's oh, a unless reason. There's anything yeah. Like good. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I want. It, it sounds like a chiddush, right? Yeah. Right. Like a five minute. Right, right. It sounds like a chiddush, but if you think about it, that's really what the Shulchan Aruch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really what the Shulchan Aruch is saying, because you have, you have a chazaka. So the truth is, Shlomo Zalman just basically saying what the Shulchan Aruch says. You know, he, he's saying like unless unless you have a reason to assume that something happened to it. Just go with what the Psaqal Shulchan Aruch is. Right, because if you're wearing it every day. You're wearing it every day. Yeah. But, you know, I just want to add, I want to add that let's say the person knows he does not, he's not a big sweater. He does, he's not a big schwitzer, doesn't sweat a lot. Because because the Mishra said, why should you check it from the Magin of Ram? Why? Because Mipnei Azaya. So th- there was a doctor at the Shir. Uh, he told me the medical term that I have no idea what he's talking about, of 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 the chemicals from the skin going to you know, okay whatever the science behind it is. If a person knows he's that is generally not a big he doesn't sweat a lot, 
so then he falls more in the category of let's say Rishon Zalman, and and then you know he wouldn't have to check it. I would suggest in all these cases speak to a cipher about it, you know, because there's one thing there's one thing you know reading the words and explaining what we're saying here. There's something else when the man on the ground, you know what I'm saying, hands on, yeah. you know. I know we have Rabbi Kokowski listen to the shiur. I'm saying, you, you see, I'm sure he'll tell you some stories that we don't want to hear. <laughs> like, yeah, sure, they don't want to check it, and before you know it, uh, you know, there were problems. I don't know. You have to speak to speak to the cipher. Okay. He says further. Um, so once again, once again, the general concept is to check it twice every seven years. Yenichim kach. In the Sif Kotun Chav Ches, the Ramah says, "Im ein loy misha yuchu livdoik v'lachzal tofen nichem kach b'loy b'dika." If you don't have anyone to open and to check and to sew back up, then you should wear it without a bracha. We're talking here if you couldn't get it checked. Ul inyan bracha in regards to a bracha, mashem mechayadam d'tzarech lavarech. The chayadam says, "No, you should make a bracha." Why? We don't have a, a black and white, clear, definitive problem that you should not make a bracha. As opposed to if it was if it got soaked in water or in scalpel or or the the leather got ruined of the batim, well, then 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 you know there's a problem. Then you wouldn't make a bracha. And each case really has to be. Delved into and understood properly. Person finds tefillin that were put into Seamus without Ritzuas. You should be concerned that there's some type of psul that you don't know what it is. But if you found them in their bag with when they're closed, then we don't have to be concerned for. Um, so it's some type of hidden hidden problem. Let's continue now with Sif Simon Mem, Sif Aleph. Din Eich Linoig Begdushas Tfilin. How should we noig with the Kedusha of Tfilin? Says the Mechaber Sif Aleph. Oslitlois Tfilin Bein Babatim Bein Meretsuis. One should not be hanging Tfilin, whether from the Batim, whether from the straps, the Ritsuis. It's not Derech Kovit, not Derech Kovit for the Tfilin. But you can hang them from in the from the bag, the bag itself. Six explains the Mishra Sif Kodin Aleph. Os litlois al said you can't hang them from the peg. Because it's derech bizoin. It's a disgraceful way of hanging the the tefillin from from the from a peg. So he says further, when it's the bottom, when it's the bottom, because now the bottom are dangling downward. Or or doesn't matter if the Ritzus are dangling downward. However, it's just like uh, once in the blue moon, what does he mean the Ba'akroi? So he explains, you're holding the tone in your hand. And that, that's a normal situation, right? The tzuas are coming down when you're holding the tzuas in your hand. That's not derech b'zayin. 
but if the tefillin themselves are dangling and hanging down, there's also a chagavni that's derech b'zayin. Ve'im b'chlal zemashe tefillin sharoish toli ba'aver machzik machzikon biyad beretzuas mesimon ala roish kizel tzorich anachosin. He says it doesn't. We're not talking about when you're putting on your tefillin and the tefillin shat tefillin sharoish toli ba'aver and the tefillin sharoish is is hanging in the air and machzikon biyad and you hold them in your hand beretzuas by by the retzuas. So some people put on the tefillin by the ritzuah. Some people hold on, put on the tefillin shiroish by holding the bias and then put it down like this. It says, either way you go, even if you're holding it by the ritzuah, that is not derech b'zoyin. That's how you put on. They said that's the way, one of the ways people put on tefillin. So it's not a problem. Interesting uh, statement from the Mishnah Rura. There are those that put the shiroish like on a board and they like, like, then they slide it onto their head. Of course, we've never seen that, and that's why I'm saying here it's a little interesting. Okay, now if it's hanging from the bag, so that's not a problem. That's not a problem. That's not called derech bizoyin. Like especially I have those bags today with the strap, and let's say you put that strap on the hook, so that's not derech bizoyin. I do want to point out that although, and there was a whole big issue with an airplane uh, situation. Uh, with the tefillin on the bottom underneath the seat, although tefillin that are in a bag, and that bag is in your talus bag, and that talus bag is generally in a plastic bag, so from the letter of the law, and I don't want to be misquoted on this, it technically could be put in the floor. Here's double wrapped. It's on the it's in the yeah it's double wrapped in the plastic bag right, it's just not derech covered. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's just not appropriate. What what you know you know like there's something called like oh, well, halachically it's allowed. So what's the problem? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Halachically, it is allowed, but it's just that's just not appropriate. Right. You know, so it's just just doesn't don't the, put. Doesn't the in, in Rachot talk about? Sif cotton gimel bekisan. So if there are mutter you can hang it once in this in this bag. The sefer Torah also letloisa bechogadni. Our sefer Torah it's forbidden to hang in all situations. Afilu shehi baron kodesh v'toyla aron kodesh. Even if it is an aron kodesh and you're you're hanging the Arm Kodesh, whatever that exact scenario might be. And he says it's also to hang a Sefer Torah. Even if the Arm Kodesh is attached to the wall with pegs, it's also kol she'ein tachtav oimid dvarma. So in other words like this, let's say the Arm Kodesh and those listening to the audio, just picture your Arm Kodesh, which is in your shul, down to the ground. Imagine it was it was three feet off the ground, and it's attached to the wall like that. So he's saying no, he shouldn't do that. It shouldn't be this attached to the wall, or it should be totally down to the ground, or on or on a table. Um, Svarim also in regards to the the derech covered of treating svarim, they should also not be dangling. When you have svarim or uh, or sidurim that are in the bookcase, they have like a chain. You can't hang it with that with a chain. 
It's not similar to the kiss with the bag. We said it could be hanging from the bag. Because it's it's connected to the sitter and it's like the sitter itself. I don't have my picture safe with me to show it to you, but I will put it out on the on the WhatsApp group. Let's just finish off over here. Um, they basically had like you know like a chain to the sitter. Like around the binding. Around the binding, you know, like like uh, think of like a big ring, mm-hmm. and to hang it from there. That's what he's discussing over here. Um, so he says, psukim on the next page, you can write psukim on a piece of paper and to hang it on the entrance of the shul. The minig is that person would fast if his tefillin would fall out of his bag onto the floor. And if a sefer Torah would fall, even if it's in its mantle, in its in its uh, covering, that even the tefillin, if it's it's in the bag, even though you're not going to fast, it's appropriate to give something to tzedaka. Uh There are those that nowadays, uh, because of fasting, is is uh, it's very difficult for many people. And it's going to take away from a person's avodas Hashem, but Lamaisa he still needs to do some tshuva because his film did fall on the floor, unfortunately. So, person would would uh, give tzedakah the amount of food, the cost, the amount of food he would eat for that day, and that would be similar to. Uh, obviously, we should never have a situation like this, but um, unfortunately, it does happen sometimes, and if it does. Then one should speak to a rav about it. I do want to mention that something which is which is I don't want to say common, but it does happen, is that sometimes a person's wrapping his tefillin and, and it slips, he's tired, who knows what, and it hits the table, not the floor but the table. So I once asked Rabbi Noman Kohn Shlita this this question: If one would have to fast, let's say your person wrapping, no, bang, it hits the table. So first, I'll make sure that you didn't damage it. Okay. So he said, no. So Mishra says, if it hits the floor, right? It doesn't say if it, hits, it falls on the table. So that's something to uh, to be aware of. Okay, Mr. Shem, next time we'll pick up from Sif Bay's next year.